0: Guys, welcome to another thrilling episode of Thoughts While I Drive to Work. So before we get into our main topic today, I do want to share a story of something that happened yesterday because it just re-emphasizes something from my podcast of last week. Last week I talked about controlling the things you can and giving the things you can't control up, up to God who is in, in control. So yesterday at church an old timer comes up to me and he says, are you as worried about Hezbollah as I am? And I looked at him and I said, No. Not at all. I'm not worried about Hezbollah at all. Why why are you worried about Hezbollah? And he said, Well, well, Russia's backing them. And I said, So? He's looking at me like, you know, like he can't believe that I'm not concerned about this, and he goes, Well. Well, they're going to bring about revelation. I looked at him and I said, well, as a Christian, isn't that kind of a good thing? And he just kind of looks at me and mumbles something and walks off. So again, this is a man in his 60s living in rural Alaska. Why in the world is this guy worried about Hezbollah? And letting it affect his day. Letting it affect his day at church... When he should be... Like, sitting in the sermon... Learning something... Instead... He's in the foyer... Trying to see if I'm as worried about Hezbollah as he is... So... Yeah... Just a real world funny example I had... Of... Again, guys... Worry about things you can... Or, sorry... Don't worry about the things you can't change. Affect change in the places you can, and pray to have the wisdom, to know the difference, and give the rest up to God, who's in control anyway. Okay, so, today, we'll be talking about, do-do-do-do, Columbus, seeing as how it is Columbus Day. Now, a lot of people, when you ask, you know, alright, Columbus, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, Columbus discovered America. Well... We're going to be talking about what Columbus really discovered, how he discovered it... ...and about some very interesting um, historical revisions made to Christopher Columbus. Um, So stay tuned here. The first thing we'll start off with is the historical revision of Christopher Columbus. So I thought this was interesting because when I started doing research on wanting to do today's episode about Christopher Columbus... I remembered what I learned in school about Christopher Columbus. And when I got online, I was like, whoa, this is drastically different than what I remember learning. So my wife, who was the same, same grade as me, Mrs. Monica Dent, Mrs. Drive to Work, I asked her, I said, Hey, so what do you remember about these things? And she remembered the same things I did. So I asked some employees who were on my age at work what do you guys remember about this? And they all said the same thing. Agreeing with what I had remembered um, being taught in the 90s. But when I get online, it's completely different. So why is that? So I'll tell you what we learned about Columbus, and now I'll tell you what your children are learning about Columbus, and then we'll try to figure out what's the difference here, and why it's changed. So, and we are going to stop and get gas here in just a second. So what I learned about Columbus, first of all, let's look at his parentage, parentage and his, his lineage, so to speak. What I learned about Columbus was that, in fact, his parents were Jewish refugees, and that his name, Christopher Columbus, was just a name he made up. It was a name he made up because at the time, the Jews were being persecuted in Spain. And his, but his parents were Jewish refugees. And so, we don't actually know that much about them. We don't know their real names. We don't know where they did, where they came from, or what they did. Because they were refugees. Alright, I'm going to have to stop and get gas. Sorry guys, we'll pick this back up here in a second. Okay, we're back. So, Christopher Columbus's parents... both my wife and I and everyone I talk to agrees that we remember being taught that they were Jewish refugees, that we don't even know their names or where they came from because they were in hiding from persecution, um, or really where they settled when Christopher Columbus was, was a young boy because, again, they were hiding from persecution. And in fact, when it comes time for Christopher Columbus to try to gain the favor of the Queen of Spain, he makes up the name Christopher Columbus because at that time, the Spaniards are, once again, persecuting the Jews. So when I got online, lo and behold, the majority of sources are saying that not only do we know his parents' names, we have his parents' names, but they were also Catholic wool merchants. What is that about? Why are they... I don't know. But we'll, we'll get into that. I'm just showing you the discrepancies right now. It says they were Catholic wool merchants. Another thing that's different is the personages of... The personage of Christopher Columbus's uncle he plays a huge role in his upbringing. He's one of the ones that took him under his wing and took care of him because his parents were very poor. Um, he's also the one that helped him get his audience with the Queen of Spain to gain financial um, help for his, his voyage. And if you straight up search who was Christopher Columbus's uncle, nothing comes up. There is nothing. Both my wife and I and my employees all remember Christopher Columbus's uncle, though. He was important in Christopher Columbus's life. He went and lived with him as a young man... Um, pretty much everyone does agree Christopher Columbus went to sea as a teenager on a merchant ship that's where he learned sailing but again it was his uncle that got him that job but they make no mention of it he's completely gone and we'll get into why I think that is later but he's completely gone so another thing is when people say that Christopher Columbus discovered America. Now, you can get into all the things of all the other people that discovered America, but it's important to note here that Christopher Columbus never actually set foot on the North American continent. He never did. Christopher Columbus discovered the Caribbean, and later on he discovered um, and would explore South America. He never set foot on or explored North America, so he did not discover America. Well, then, who did? And this gets into our story here, and we'll explain some other things. You know, you can go along with, oh, they found relics of the Chinese in um, California. Well, they've never really been able to substantiate that. What they have been able to substantiate and how this applies to our story is, of course, Vikings. Um, It's very well known and pretty much accepted as historical fact that... Leif Erikson, son of Eric the Red, Eric the Red being his father who discovered Greenland and Iceland, Leif Erikson, his son, actually sailed to America. And when I mean America, I mean America and Canada. They found numerous Viking um, relics and, um, you know, different things. In Maine and um, Newfoundland, and all up the northern east coast of the North American continent. Now, once again, school will tell you that Leif Erikson says he found it once and was never able to find it again. But you also have to remember that Vikings were tricky folk. I mean, this is coming from the son of whose dad named Iceland, Iceland, when it's actually a really nice one because he didn't want people to move there, and named Greenland, Greenland, because it was terrible and he wanted people to go there instead. And if Leif Erikson claims he only sailed to America once and never went there again, why is there over two dozen recorded settlements with Viking paraphernalia dated back to that time? So, well-known and accepted fact, we can accept it as truth, that The Vikings came to America well before Christopher Columbus. Okay. You may be asking what that has to do with Christopher Columbus, but but we'll get there. So let's go back to this man, Christopher Columbus, whose name isn't even Christopher Columbus. We don't even know what his real name is. Whose parentage are Jewish refugees. Um, And when he spends his teenage years and then into adult, young adult life working on merchant ships... And then we're led to believe he decides that he wants to find a passage to Asia across the sea. Okay, so a couple different things here. Why does he want to really do this? And also, how does he know where to go? And those are our, our first our first two questions here. How does he know where to go, and why does he really want to do this? This is, again, where his uncle comes into play, and why I think that history has been revised quite a bit, at least in the place of his, his uncle, and in the fact that Christopher Columbus was a, a Jew. So, Christopher Columbus's uncle was actually a very high leading Freemason. Now, we're not going to get super conspiracy theorists here, so just stay with me. He was a very, very high-ranking Freemason. And Christopher Columbus also was a Freemason. So you can, you can see that. History won't tell you that, but you can see that in the, the things that he did and in his writings if you actually read any of his own biographies um, and also like the markings on his ships and stuff like that. like It's, it's very obvious. Um, the Masons were very influential at that time. If you're a man of some prominence, you're a Freemason. It's just, you know, how it is. So here's where a lot of people think I might get off the rails just a little bit. So, another people group that they've pretty much been able to prove came to America after the time of the Vikings because they found relics. They found relics all the way into Pennsylvania of this people group were the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar, once they fractured, would infiltrate most high-level societies of the time. There's a lot of evidence to show that like the whole Swiss banking system was actually started by the Knights Templar. Do you know when the Knights Templar were disbanded and tortured by the Pope, mainly because they were trying to pursue religious freedom and get out from underneath Catholicism's rule at the time? They only caught three of them, sorry, 3%, were ever tried and killed, and they never found any of their money. Where did all that money go? There's hard evidence to show that this money went to the Swiss, started the Swiss bank. There's also hard evidence to show that, you know, a lot of them fractured and became the Freemasons. There's a lot of different things. They went a lot of different directions. But anyway, there's a large contingency of them that we see their culture infiltrating Norse culture at this time. And so, the Knights Templar, again, wanting to find somewhere that they could pursue religious freedom, just like the Pilgrims did, I believe, traveled to America um, when they got to where the Vikings were and they heard about this land with all these other Viking settlements. They went there too. I mean, we found, oh, look, here's Viking relics. Oh, here's Knights Templar relics. You know, when you see the Knights Templar cross carved into rocks and shields and stuff like this, it's like yes, the Vikings raided guys, but they wouldn't use their equipment. Like they're going to use their equipment. I'm not going to be trading in you know my battle axe for a Templar sword. He may carry it, but he's not. It's not the same. So, and this is why I think that the personages of his uncle has been erased. Because how did Christopher Columbus get the backing? the economical backing, and the influence to influence the Queen to make this this journey. And if you look at his journey, he sailed right there. Straight to the New World. Um, almost like he knew where it was. And I really do think it's because his uncle, being involved with the Freemasons, being involved with the Knights Templar, and the Knights Templar having already been there, which has been established and proven... Because of the Vikings, who have always been established and proven they were there. I believe he knew exactly where he was going. Columbus, that is. I think Columbus knew exactly where the New World was and where he was going. And he went straight there. But, again, history, for some reason, doesn't want us to view the Knights Templar as good people. I don't, I don't really know why. Even now these days, it's not, it's not a thing that they, they relicent, relic, relish is the word. I don't really know why. Um, the other thing, why do they change the um, heritage of Christopher Columbus's parents? Well, it goes back to um, a few years ago when they tried to change Columbus Day into Indigenous Persons Day and try to make Columbus to be a bad guy. It's because Even still to this day, they change him from being Jewish because if you're racist or Jewish people, well, then you're a Nazi. And nobody wants to be called a Nazi. So over the past few years, I truly believe they've tried to change his heritage and his his parents' heritage to be Roman Catholic because you can hate them and that's fine. Um, Saying that Christopher Columbus did all these atrocities to... um, you know, native populations when he he really didn't. Um you No, know, some of the men he put in charge and left at settlements did, did commit atrocities, but that's that's not his fault. You know, he left them there for over a year and came back to check on them. And once he saw what they had done, he took them out of power. It's also important to note here that pretty much after Christopher Columbus's first voyage in 1492, when he and when he um discovered the Caribbean all of his other voyages didn't really do anything nothing at all again just kind of proving my point I believe that his first voyage was the only one that had um backing and had and had his first fourth knowledge of where he was going okay well there you go here's just some some tidbits about Christopher Columbus do your own research um email me what do you, what did you learn about Christopher Columbus in school growing up um you know I'd love to hear from you guys uh, shoot me an email, thoughts while I drive to work at gmail.com. All one word, no spaces, no caps. Let's up, let's pray. Dear Jesus, we just praise you and we thank you that we can be here today on Columbus Day. We praise and thank you that we have a place of America where we have religious freedom to, to worship you. We pray for those who don't have that freedom, Lord, that they would be brave and they would be bold. Lord, we love you. Amen. All right, see you later, guys.